Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 226 of Getting It Out Podcast. That was Get Some from the Netherlands with the song Bleed Alone from their And Then You Die album, which came out earlier this year on WTF Records. They are obviously a metallic hardcore band out of uh, out of South Holland. So uh, if you're into that type of stuff, then you're going to be into what's happening on the rest of this episode. But first, let's talk a little bit about Get Some. They had an EP called Freaky, Filthy, and Frustrated. <laughs> and that's funny as hell. And they should have named it Freaky, Filthy, Frustrated, and Funny as Hell. Uh, but I appreciate what this band is doing and what they... I don't I don't particularly love the name Get Some, but hey man, 
We all got our flaws, and I think uh, overall they're pretty damn cool. So go check them out on digital streaming platforms everywhere. There's a video for this song, Bleed Alone, and uh, get into more of it. Hardcore from the Netherlands. It's usually not too bad. This is another good example of that. Speaking of hardcore from foreign places, South Carolina apparently has hardcore too, and Rat Poison is one of the bands in their scene this week on Getting It Out podcast. I have a conversation with Paul Glover of South Carolina's Rat Poison, and we talk about their new EP, Man and Blade, as well as how the band came about, and plenty more nonsense. So, I think it's appropriate that on this episode, we use the old school Getting It Out rap song. We're going to dust it off, and you're going to appreciate it. You know, when I started doing a podcast, I thought I found my calling, but there's something more, there's a little something more I think I can reach into. I got a little more in me. I need to get it out. Just like the podcast. It's Getting It Out rap song from the Getting It Out podcast. And it feels powerful. I think you feel it too. I think you feel it too. But there's certain things that need to be said. Because I was thinking about it a lot lately. What exactly what I was thinking about? I'll have to break it down here. Just a little bit for you. I was sitting at home trying to relax When I realized a podcast needs a rap It sound way better with they dog back But I gotta spit quick on these Amish cats For big horse of shit on rumble strips Zeb sits back with a hundred kids But I know how shallow that gene pool is So what did he do with his cripple kin? How do you tell the time at night When the sun don't shine on the dial bright While Von Scotts lives the hard rock life Singing on the streets underneath the lights I got grocery lists of shit I don't like Gonna run them by old bike on ice And like cops have a day with the butt drug tips This podcast will flip your lids so that's what I sing about on the song for the podcast. It's getting it Now that's quite a throwback there. That's uh, that's back when the, the podcast had a very wayward nature. And every week, I didn't know what it was going to be. And sometimes I didn't know what it was until the minute I was doing it. And that meant I'd just call up a friend or something and just start talking some bullshit. Uh, Cop Stepper Dave, Mike on Ice. We had some good times. I enjoyed that time. Officer X. I don't think I ever bring up Officer X again. Did I ever tell the story about Officer X? Officer X was a friend of mine. Still is. He was a police officer. And he came to give some insight on an arrest that happened in front of my house. See, that rap song references a lot of things that happened at the time. Uh, bon Scotch was a drunk guy who would get, uh, who would hang out in front of my house and get drunk and scream. ACDC lyrics. And uh, anyway, I had Officer X on to talk. And uh, he, he gave some insight on the arrest. And uh, that was cool. I wish we had done more, but I... But I, I couldn't, like, incriminate the guy. right? Not incriminate. That's not the word I want. I don't mean incriminate. I couldn't... Uh, I can't make him say shit that that he's not allowed to say. Right, that wouldn't be cool. So we didn't do that. So uh, it was a bit that could have gone somewhere. It didn't go very far. Maybe one day Officer X will have to come back and share some stories. Maybe Officer X is more comfortable these days sharing some funny cop stories. But maybe not. I don't know. Just a, just a hope and a prayer. 
if you're out there, Officer X. Okay, um, so yeah, like I mentioned on this episode, it's with uh, Paul Glover of Rat Poison, uh, who I didn't know until we were talking was also in the band Where It Ends. Do you remember that band, Straight Edge Hardcore Band from No Surprise, South Carolina? I shouldn't say I shouldn't say no surprise. It's always a surprise when a band's from South Carolina because there's one band from South Carolina, and as you know, that's Stretch Armstrong, uh, who also tie in here. So don't worry, we'll get to that too. Don't worry, I'll reference my Stretch Armstrong T-shirt that I wear often to this day. I just packed it in my bag to take on vacation this week because I'm going on vacation this week with my wife. We're getting away. The kids are gone. Uh, Justin Bieber's face is paralyzed. The weather in Paris looks great right now. We're not going to Paris. But uh, it's relevant to us at the moment. You don't need all these details. These are personal informations. But trust me, Bieber's face, the weather in Paris, what's it going to be like tomorrow? I don't know. Why do you need to know? I have no idea. Uh, but that's that's what's happening in my life right now. I got to go to work today still. This is I'm recording this before work. And I don't want to. You got to do a day of work before you leave for vacation. And uh, that's going to be a long one, right? Speaking of long ones, Paul Glover and I have been talking for quite a while. We did a text interview on the gettingitout.net site, but that happened like two years ago and kind of fell through the cracks because the whole website fell through the cracks for a long time, which by the way, I've had a good time keeping updated. Uh, If you want to go over there today, I just put some news up about Caliban and their new music video and their tour they're doing with Anna's Okay. I guess it's only relevant if you're in Europe, but there's other stuff there too. There's a new video from Upstate Records, Concrete Ties. Check that out if you like heavy hardcore. Anyway, back to the the relevant information for this podcast. Paul and I did an interview. It's up there. Go search Rat Poison. I like that interview, but this interview is better. And as I mentioned in the intro, we talked a lot of nonsense. So I got to stop telling you about things that I already mentioned to you and just let you hear a little bit about Rat Poison from the man himself. But first, let's play a song. This is Man and Blade. Shut up! 
Is Columbia the capital of South Carolina? It is. It is. Good research. That's not research, man. That's just me. This is me knowing my like my capitals. All right. I was. It was. I, I live a little bit, a little close to Harrisburg, and that's the capital of Pennsylvania. And we were driving by it the other day, and I was telling my daughter that it's because they, they want the they want the capitals in the center of the states. And uh, I don't know how true that is, but I was thinking as you were saying that, that, it. Generally, generally that seems about right. But I'm too stupid to know. Like I didn't even know Harrisburg was the capital of Pennsylvania until you said that. And I've been to Harrisburg twenty times. So there you go. What are you doing in Harrisburg? Uh, I've been. Old bands and whatnot. I've been up there playing shows. I've attended some shows. I've eaten at uh, Neato Burrito. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you probably went to the championship many a time. I, I did. I did. I, we've actually, I think my old band played there once or twice. Yeah. What yeah, was the old band? Before before we get on the, new, uh, the, the current band, what was the old band? <laughs> the, the old band was called Where It Ends. We, we did a few things. Yeah, you did. I didn't know you were in Where It Ends. Where It Ends, was that on Surprise Attack Records? That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I got a couple of those seven inches around here. Really? Interesting. Cool. Yeah. So I thought it was cool to see those pop up because, you know, we were pretty small. Nobody nobody really cared. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's good to to see it pop up every now and again. But yeah, we've we've been around there. If you were playing shows at the Champ, then almost definitely I was at them because, especially in that era, I was there for every show. So, so yeah, that's cool. But now you're not playing in Where It Ends anymore. You're playing in Rap Poison. Tell me about Rap Poison. When did Rap Poison become a thing? Yeah, no no more Where It Ends now. It's Rap Poison, you know, where the, where the big money is. Where the yeah, big money yeah. is. <laughs> yeah, 200 bucks. 200 bucks? <laughs> Ballers. You know, total throughout the whole, the whole entire history of the band, 200 bucks. That's what we've got. <laughs> So, you know, big bucks. <laughs> but, um, uh, Rap Poison, when we started in, like, the end of 2018, uh, we kind of just, like, put it together. You know, me and the same group of dudes have kind of always, like, hung out together, the, some of the dudes also from the previous band. Um, and we've always kind of found our way back to playing with each other because that's what we're most comfortable with. And, you know, that's how lazy we are. We don't want to go seek out new friends to play music with. No, not, not, so not, not got, at our age. No new friends. I mean, yeah, that's kind of how it works out for me. I mean, I'm a pretty nice, amiable guy to people, but, you know, I just don't, I don't have the attention span to add new personalities in. I just can't, I can't handle it because the ones that are there now are so insane. There's almost only so much energy you can deal with with all these insane people that I have, that I call my friends. So, um, but yeah, like it was like end of 2018 and we just got together again and wrote some riffs and had some ideas and put it out and got a couple other dudes from like upstate South Carolina uh, on drums and bass there. A little bit younger than us, you know, for uh, just to round it all out. But um, yeah, that's how long it's been, 2018. So we've been on a decent little run here for a length of time for a hardcore band. That is, that's not bad. Yeah, I mean, three years is a lifetime. Or what, it was, a, it was four years. That's a lifetime in uh, for a hardcore band. I also want to go back to uh, South Carolina, South Carolina geography because you just said upstate South Carolina, which is not a place I ever considered that there could be an upstate at. And that's simply because you're below yeah. me. So the only state that I think there can be an upstate in is New York for some reason. Because uh, that's the only place where people say upstate. But you just threw upstate oh, South yeah. Carolina at me. And uh, that's, I mean, I guess yeah. it can be there though, right? Yeah. So, yeah, South Carolina, I mean, it's a pretty small state. But, you know, there's still upstate South Carolina, which consists of like, this is very exciting for the listeners. 
the ones that love geography. So yeah, no, this South is a geography podcast. Yeah, so you've got upstate South Carolina, which is like you know the mountains are up there a little bit in the corner next to Appalachia. North Carolina. Yeah, you have Blue Ridge Mountains. You got Asheville, yeah. North Carolina up there. Greenville, yeah, I know of those guys. Uh, if, you, if you follow college football, Clemson is up there. Uh, yeah. They can suck it. But they're up there. Um, and then you know you got like the the middle, which is I think I call it the PD. That could be wrong. I have no idea. This is South Carolina history. This is eighth grade. And then you've got like the Grand Strand, Myrtle Beach, and the coast, which is like the low country, Charleston and everything. So it's like three different sections, even though we're in a tiny state. I don't know, man. It's a it's a vacation destination for us. So uh, you're living in paradise, whether you want to admit it or not. And whether I'm wrong or right doesn't matter. That's just the perception from a... Uh, yeah, yeah. From... there's a lot of Pennsylvanians and there's more Ohioans. Lots of Ohioans there. Well, it's basically the same thing. Once you get to a certain part of Pennsylvania, it's basically Ohio. So, yeah. Is that not an insult? I mean, you know, you don't want to say that. Yes, no, it is. But I don't mind insulting half of Pennsylvania, too. And I don't mind insulting oh. all of Ohio. So. Okay, well, me, me either. So it's all good. <laughs> yeah. All right, so, so you start off Rat Poison. You get some guys from upstate South Carolina. And uh, what, what I find interesting about Rat Poison, and going back, you and I had a little conversation about your last EP. But, uh, and I'll say some of the same things then. I would said then because that thing kind of, that little interview we did got held up. Uh, I'm going to blame COVID for a two-year delay on that, even seeing the light of day. But anyway, that's what happened with that. Uh, so I know some of these answers, but I want you to tell me again. Um, mm-hmm. You started uh, Rap Poison. Was there a sound and direction you wanted this band to go when you started Rap Poison? Yeah, so kind of weird. Like we, I wouldn't say we ever like look at one band and go, that. <laughs> it's, it's interesting because we, we had an old band, another old band, a few old bands at this point because we're all 90 years old. Um, but we had another old band that we called Slam and then the name changed to something else after a while. It was basically just based on like like hard riffs, not so much like heavy metal riffs, but just like really like mean bad guy riffs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, as I saw them. So we basically just, we had a band that was kind of in that direction. I was like, let's do something like that again. Let's just like bring that back. So we kind of took that mold which is kind of like a melding of a bunch of things it's kind of like i don't know if you're familiar with think i care from like the early 2000s yes yes heavy, the heavier something riffs. asylum yeah yes. so like the heavy riffs of something like that uh and you know that's kind of you kind of have the infest world in there too a little bit with some of the riffs but a little more metallic um mm-hmm. and then like there's always like a little bit of new york hardcore that's just running through our veins at all times for whatever reason. That's just, we've always been drawn to like the, you know, New York hardcore stuff. Just like anybody who's, uh, into hardcore worth their weight in hardcore is into, yeah. uh, I think it's, um, and then other, just other random weird influences like, you know, Allison Chains and Megadeth, stuff like that. So we kind of threw all those things together and that's usually what comes out. But, you know, we'll go through different phases of what we're into, but yeah, that, that's all it was. It was, I mean, me and our other guitar player, Ryan, we just sit down and bang out riffs or send each other riffs on the phone and say, this sucks or this doesn't <laughs> suck to each other because we're all pretty harsh with each other. Uh, the ones that have known each other for a while, me and Ryan and our singer, Anthony, we'll just be like, yeah, that's terrible. We're not gonna, we're not gonna do that. Or, hey, that's pretty cool. That's, that sounds mean. That sounds hard. 
yeah, that's how we put it all together. We I wouldn't say we like have any bands that we set out to sound like. Uh, I just go on what everybody else tells me that whatever we sound like, which is a pretty wide spanning. Uh, <laughs> we get some pretty long range descriptions on what we sound like. That's probably a good thing, though, right? And uh, yeah, if, I guess if, so. If, yeah. if somebody can't pin it down and still likes it, then uh, good. And that's not to say that's not to say that we're like super original. Uh, I know we're not. You know what I well, mean? It's so what, I mean, what right. can you? There's, there's only so much you can do in hardcore now. I feel like to stay a hundred percent original, and like then you're walking the line of is it even hardcore anymore? <laughs> like, what can yeah. you do? Like, what's left to do? Um, but well, any like type now, of music is like. I feel like right now, though, you can get away with more than ever and still be called hardcore. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that's hardcore. Well, under the umbrella that uh, I yeah. don't know if sonically it is, but whatever. That's what people are calling it. So that's fine with me. I don't care. You know how it is. I mean, you're old enough to know that yeah. this, these arguments go back as long as the genre has been around. And uh, right now, uh, like the prime example, of course, is what Turnstile is doing and what they're, to, they're able to do. I think definitely hardcore, but I can see why people say it's not, you know? Yeah, you, you do get – I mean, there's more – I guess um, you're right. It's like there's a whole lot of things now that are just like – throwing all kinds of different influences in there and a little bit of everything, but I, I mean, I still consider it hardcore, you know, there's a certain, there's a certain thing you can't quite put your finger on where, you know, it's still hardcore. I would call turnstile hardcore still. Not oh, no, I'm no, like, no. Totally. I, I would, I would too. I'm yeah, saying yeah, that yeah. there's, I mean, and I'm, there's I'm, elements. I am stoked. I am stoked for them because put me in that spot anytime. If I can make money off of playing hardcore or just tour with not having to worry about money and so, you know what I mean? I would take that any day. And I'll go beyond that. If somebody tells me to stop playing hardcore and they'll pay me money, I will sell out right now hard. So give me the money. Yeah, no, I'm I am uh, totally – I'm with you. I can't play any kind of music or I can't do anything. I don't have any talents as far as musical. Uh, but uh, if somebody wants me to sell out for any reason at all, I am ready to sell out for anything. Yeah. I it mean, doesn't matter what it is. I mean, like, yeah, I agree. I mean <laughs> – to a certain extent, but I mean, like you know, when you're young, when you're younger, I guess you still have like that little keep it pure thing, and I like that there are bands that still do that, that keep it like, you know, like a band like Bane or something like that, for example. They probably had the opportunity to go in a certain direction sonically that would make them more commercial, but they kind of just did that whatever they do, that style of hardcore, whatever you yeah. call that, um, and they kind of stuck with that. So that is very uh admirable but i mean yeah if you get i hope turnstile goes beyond what they do like i hope they're like the biggest band ever because that'd be awesome for them uh but yeah i would take that <laughs> any day of the week right, so. they're, they're well on the way and um if we can uh well, i don't know if we just somehow get get rat poison on their coattails we'll do what we can to get you <laughs> there um yeah because you know, i'll take with all it would take was all I need is like just like a little post just mentioning our name and then we'll, we'll get a little bump from that. So, uh, Turnstile, if you're listening, uh, they're not. Yeah. I'll send you a rat poison shirt. They might be. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, what was, uh, coming up in South Carolina hardcore like? Because when I think of South Carolina hardcore, the only band that comes to my mind right away is the obvious one, Stretch Armstrong, which I just took off a sleeveless Stretch Armstrong t-shirt I used to mow the lawn today. That's probably like 20 years old. But uh, 
But so what 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 is South Carolina hardcore like? What was that like when you were coming up? Oh, we could get into the, the history of South Carolina hardcore. Um, so I mean, when we were first coming up, going to shows, it was obviously Stretch was. I mean, they've been around forever, so they were kind of your biggest band. And their shows were weird, especially you know towards like the middle of the career, like after you know Rituals of Life and stuff came out when they started to really gain traction. Yeah. Their shows in town, like Columbia, would be like hardcore kids from all over the area, you know, North Carolina, Georgia, and everything. And then it would be just like random weirdos and uh, punk guys and pretty much everybody. It'd be like a weird mishmash. And um, the worst part about it is so a few of those dudes were teachers, um, singer Chris and guitar player Dave. Mm-hmm. They were teachers. And Dave taught at my high school. Oh, and interesting. So he was... He didn't teach me because he taught like smarter kids. I was in like the lowest classes ever. I'm I'm an idiot. Uh, <laughs> so he didn't teach me, but I like talked to him at school and stuff. And I would see kids from high school at the shows that would just come because he was like their teacher. Yeah. And they'd be like, hey, what's up, man? And I'd be like, oh, I, no, this is what I come here to get away from. I don't want high school here. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is supposed to be my my time away from that world. I don't want to even think about that in those high school, like just random guys and, you know, they're Abercrombie and Fitch or whatever. Hey man, what's up? Yeah, I like hardcore. I'm like, oh, don't kill me. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that was happening. But I mean, outside of that, as far as like just straight up like smaller hardcore shows, um, there wasn't much going on in like the early 2000s, you know, when we were really getting into it and stuff like that, you know, late 90s, early 2000s. So um, once once we started booking shows, like me and some other dudes, uh, it kind of opened it up for a while, and like a whole new, you know, like a whole new generation of kids like just appeared. And I started booking a bunch of shows, um, huge shows that would be, you know, if you had them anywhere now, it'd be like three thousand people there. But you know, they're in the middle of South Carolina, so we we packed them in. But um, yeah, it was a good time for a while, and then I stopped booking. Some other kids took over, and like. You know, mid two thousand, two thousand nine, early two thousand tens, and stuff like that. Uh, and yeah, it's just it's been kind of weird, like up and down. Um, ever since then, there's some dudes that do shows at some venues and stuff like that, but um, it just kind of ebbs and flows and goes up and down. But you know, um, South Carolina especially has always been kind of weird. Like I always kind of lump it in with parts of North Carolina and Georgia. Like those kids all travel. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. Like kids from like I used to travel. I go to Richmond. Like, like it was only like five and a half hours away. We'd go to Richmond for shows. We'd go to Atlanta all the time. Um, North Carolina, whenever things were going on. And North Carolina is similar, depending on where you were. They they had their ups and downs. Right now, like you know, like Raleigh, Chapel Hill, Greensboro area. There's a ton of bands coming out of that area. So they're they're killing it right now in that area, which is good to see. But um, yeah, so that's kind of how it's been. Up and down. Hopefully, there'll be like another big resurgence here at some point. We just need to get you know more kids booking shows. We need more bands. There's not yeah. that many bands right now. Yeah, it's it's, it's tough to keep a uh, keep a scene going if you don't have the have the homegrown product as well. You need those openers. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I mean, the one thing too is like, I mean, there, there's like a dude that books shows at you know our main venue, New Brooklyn. It's awesome that he's booking shows, but I feel like you do need multiple people booking shows not for like competition but you just need like other venues like you can't just have yeah. one like you got you got to do the vfw or whatever community center thing you just got to do it you just got to start booking shows 
and then more bands will ask about shows, and then the world's end. Da, 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 da. But yeah, more bands because there's not that many bands in like South Carolina. There's some in Charleston. There's you know random sprinkled throughout, but hopefully um that'll all start to come back. But you know I think ever since COVID stuff too, mm-hmm. uh, kind of took like a weird downturn. But I mean shows have been awesome when they happen. Like there's been some really good shows. But um yeah things just kind of went went kind of quiet there. Like I'm sure they did in a lot of other smaller scenes. So. But, uh, COVID, COVID came at a particularly, uh, I imagine, frustrating time for for Rat Poison, as you guys had just released Hypnotize in the '90s, right? Yeah, yeah, very good timing on our part. <laughs> well, that, know, I, I, I really like that EP. I, I really like that EP, and I reached out. That's why. That's why we did that interview back then. Um, the I, I thought it was cool and interesting and different from all the other stuff I was hearing, or a lot of the other stuff I was hearing at least. And then uh, it probably didn't get much. You probably didn't get to hear much out of that, much uh, much feedback based on when it came out and what was going on in the world right now. Is that true? Yeah, you'd be dead on. So when it, <laughs> it was like, I think it was April of 2020. So I think right, so too. yeah, perfect timing. So I was like, oh man, all this shit's happening. I guess we're not, I guess shows aren't happening for a while. We didn't know how long, obviously. Uh, I didn't imagine it'd be that long. Um, but, you know, we, we dropped it in like mid April or late April or something like that. And I was like, this is, trust me. I was like, listen, guys, <laughs> we're going to be one of few releasing something right now. And kids are going to want to listen to music because they can't go to show. This is perfect timing. This is going to get a lot of attention. <laughs> totally down the shit. <laughs> you, you went for it though and you guys you guys did uh you did some interesting promotion for that one that's and, and that's one thing that worked and caught my attention so i mean it worked it's just what more could you do yeah true and uh you know a band like us too it's like we weren't doing much touring or i mean we're obviously we weren't doing touring during covid or anything but like before that even um so it's not like we had like much attention to pull from with people but i mean you know certain random people in certain random places found it and i guess you heard it so that's good so i mean as long as one person as long as one person was really feeling it then i'm, I'm good it's all good so um i think it's still a good record i mean yeah i i agree too i do think it's they're all short I, records i think the new one you just put out man and blade is better and i like the last one so that's good for this one you know um, Thank you. This one, yeah, this one though, seems Man of Blades seems different in that it seems faster to me. That's one thing that I noticed that I think is different. What do you think is the biggest difference between these two records? I think we decided to go. We're trying to get like like a few percentage points, like like I wouldn't say heavier, but just like harder and meaner for everything we do. Yeah. So like that first EP was more kind of fast almost traditional hardcore-ish sort of with the New York and the riffs and all these things mashed together and then the other one was a little bit heavier but had some singing hypnotizes a little bit heavier than that and we're just trying to get more more punishing that's the word we want to we want to punish the listeners <laughs> people love being people love hurting when they listen to music and that's what we want to instill in them pain <laughs> <laughs> has it has it worked do you feel that you've inflicted any pain? Oh yes, yes. Uh, uh, we, I think we have inflicted some pain. Um, <laughs> I, I, I mean, we've had a lot of people reach out about this one, saying they're really into it. Uh, probably more than the others, which is interesting, considering yeah. you know 
the time we spend on it. But I mean, our, our writing process is so weird. So like this one, we kind of wouldn't say we threw it together fast, but we, we threw it together fast. Um, because <laughs> me and Ryan just kind of get together and fart out some riffs, and then we're like, cool. And you know, a lot of those songs are there's a couple shorter songs on Man and Blade. Um, but yeah, we just wanted to. We were like, we got four songs. It's been long enough. Put it out, and then kind of after it was all complete, like after it was out for a little yeah. bit, and only then were we like, this is pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> and for, we were just like doing, and then and then we decided that it was pretty good. And we were like, yeah, this is this might be one of our better things. But um, yeah, I mean, I like how it turned out. I'd like to do something else sooner than later next time because you know we're putting out a bunch of shorter EPs obviously you've seen yes and I think that's probably we're probably going to stick with that because I don't see the point in a band of our size putting out a full length unless somebody wants to front that money <laughs> come on out um, but if somebody wants to give us that four record deal we'll take it but um, yeah unless somebody wants to do that I don't see the point I just think fans of our size in my opinion are better to just put out like quick hitters Six well, songs, think, maybe total. I also think bands of your style are better off putting out uh, quick hitters. Um, it's pretty rare that I don't. I don't want to say. I don't want to say it's rare that a band puts a hardcore band puts out a solid LP because there's been a lot of those lately. But it's but there's a certain yeah. style, right? When it's quicker, faster, harder, um, it's just better when it's shorter. I think. Uh, I agree, and you know. You know, I want to have like a certain number of those. So it's good to have things to choose from and listen to, so you don't spend five minutes and it's over. So it's good right. that we have multiple records, but but yeah, I think for this style of hardcore, like personally me, listening to hardcore now at this age, I. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase would much prefer just like a banger and then it's over um, than like a full length. That's just because that's just me. I mean, I'm sure many people disagree with me, but I have rampant ADHD. So I don't have that kind of attention. I don't have that kind of time. <laughs> <laughs> I do too, but I always talk about this with hardcore. I want it to be fast and I want it to be over really quick. But if it's like metal or something else or rock music, something that I'm like really into, like, Something I want to like get immersed in. I want to be like super long. I want to be stuck in it for an hour. It's either got to be quick or it's got to be long. And hardcore is just so much better when it's quick and over with. That's why there's so few, uh, by comparison, there's so many more good EPs and demos compared to full lengths, right? And uh, yeah. I don't think you can say that about many other genres. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you know, most of the 
the hyped releases by a lot of these bigger, especially older bands from the 80s, early 90s stuff. I mean, you know, they have, a lot of them have full length that everybody's jocks and is all into, but the EPs are really where it's at. That's, that's what the people want to hear. That's, that's the one. The EP, that's the one. So I, I yeah, personally, I, I really wish that Inside Out put out a shitty LP so people would shut up about their EP. Uh, you know, it's, it's, go, it's going on for too you know, long. You know what? It might have been a shitty LP. We don't know. That, yeah. That's what makes it good, though, because we don't know what it would have been. <laughs> that's why that EP is so good, because you don't know. That's all it is, so there's like a mystique. Oh, it's, it's like, it's like uh, what would have happened to Jimi Hendrix if he lived in the 80s, you know? Uh, it would have sucked ass. Come on. Or would or would the 80s wouldn't have sucked ass, you know? Like or he would he would or he would have been strong enough to steer in a different direction, but he also most likely would have sucked ass. Here's the thing. Like if this is what I've figured out. If you're an artist that he would have had keyboards because if you were an artist that went from another era like the 70s into the 80s or before into the 80s, you had keyboards. If you came if you were if you ex- started existing in the 80s, you don't necessarily need keyboards to see Metallica. But if you came from the 70s, you're going to have keyboards at some point in the 80s. For some reason, I've noticed that. Prove me wrong. It was, I, I can't at the moment, but <laughs> yeah, it's I'm futuristic. Sure I'm sure you can prove it. I'm sure you can prove it. Hey, don't worry. I am really uh, happy to never fact check anything and just believe what people... I don't I don't much care for the truth on this podcast. Um, That's good, because everything I say is wrong. This, well, everything I say is wrong. And no, no one should ever listen to anyone in this band. <laughs> this is you know why. No, this this brings me to another another thought that you just brought up. Yeah, I've always said that. You know, I like. You know, when frontman speak and they they give you their philosophical, you know, maybe like life advice and everything. Yes, yeah, the worst part but, of every show. Yeah, certain certain people and certain frontmen can make that sound good, but when it's too much like it's like orders i feel like it's like okay why am i listening to this guy you're a hardcore band <laughs> any band really i mean i mean people that play music are like yeah some of them are are smart and artistic and they're creative and everything but mostly they're just like stinky dudes or girls and <laughs> why am i listening to you i haven't showered for three days <laughs> but yeah the, the front man thing and you know telling people how to live and everything um, that's why I've always told people never, never listen to what if me or anyone in my friend group says. In fact, do the opposite of what we say. <laughs> well, your front man, which is what is his name? Um, Aaron, right? Is that the right name? No, it's Anthony. 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 You, it's Anthony. Hey, listen. <laughs> trust me. You can call him Aaron. <laughs> All right, Aaron, Anthony, whatever. It's a, it's an A. Um, he, Aaron Anthony. <laughs> you you speaking of not listening to things people say. He says some interesting things in the lyrics. What what the hell is that all about? What's this guy? He says some uh some crazy shit and I'm not sure what he's talking about usually, but that's fine with me. What's up with the lyrics for <laughs> rap poison? <laughs> that's where I'm at. I'm I'm in your boat. I don't know what he's talking about. So here's the thing with Anthony. He's a weird dude. All of like I said, the whole band, our whole friend group that we run with are psychopaths. They're re- they're weird dudes. Like I've just found this weird group of guys that I love a lot, but I, it's kind of like, and you might, you know, I'm sure you can uh, agree with me on this. Maybe you have the same situation going on. I never met anyone like every single one of them. I don't know anyone else like them. Like that's the sure. kind of 
people that I've been out to hang out with in my life. So Anthony, he marches to the beat of his own drum, uh, especially when it comes to like expressing himself creatively. Uh, so he played drums before. And, you know, we never really, we did some joke things. So we kind of had an idea where his thick head was at when he would do write lyrics or anything. But um, mm-hmm. when he started writing lyrics for like other bands, especially this band, he'll like write a song, like a full lyric. And, you know, sometimes we'll ask to tweak and like, if something like totally doesn't make any sense, but it, it all makes sense to him. But it's like ramblings of an insane, like a guy on the street that's talking to himself. A lot of it yeah. is like that. Yeah. Uh, that's what it's like to me. And then we go. He'll send the he'll send the lyrics and the text for like a just to show us what he's got going on. He's real proud of them. <laughs> he's all proud of what he wrote and everything. Oh yeah, this is good. Just trying to see what you guys say. What you guys think about it? And then we'll be like, what What the fuck does this mean? <laughs> <laughs> and then I mean, it's first of all, it's riddled with grammatical errors, so that doesn't help. He doesn't. The man doesn't know. The man doesn't know grammar. So you've got that going on. But, I mean, we, we kind of figure it out. Um, and what, sometimes where we think there's a typo or something, no, it's just some some form of a word that he's invented all on his, on his own. So uh, they mean something to him, and he'll try to explain to us what it means, and sometimes it gets us even more confused. But, I mean, they're not just random words. Like I mean, they definitely mean something to him, and he definitely has his own way of expressing himself. And the songs are certainly about experiences everything just like any other lyricist but um i would say the good thing about them is you can kind of read them and make up your mind as to whatever you think that is <laughs> so choose your own adventure choose your own adventure exactly the sick adventure well what does maybe you can tell me or you can't then man and blade what is the significance of that record title um uh, this, this, that's probably more of an Anthony question. I have no idea. I'm sure he told me, but this is, goes back to the ADD. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what he's talking about. Um, <laughs> he definitely has some kind of meaning for it. I'm sure he sent it in the group text. We've got so many group texts going on and explained it, but it just got lost in the mix or I wasn't paying attention or something like that. So that probably, yeah. I mean, maybe even Ryan or other player could explain it because he, <laughs> you know, he retains information. Um, but I will tell you, blades and knives seem to be a common, he goes back to that. There's like certain themes he goes back to all the time. I don't know what that means. Might be the sign of a serial killer, but yeah, he goes back to those themes a lot. But yeah, the significance of that song, you'd have to ask him. I don't know. I'm, I'll get it out of him. We'll, we'll three-way him in right now. Alexa, three-way in, Anthony. <laughs> She can't hear you, man. She's she's on, she's just mine. She's mine to, to, to just for me. Um, she gives me facts about bees when I need it. That's that's what she's here for. Yeah, bees are interesting. Yeah. Do you want a bee fact? Yeah, give me one. Okay. Hey Alexa, tell me a random fact about bees. Here's a fact about bees. Bees sound category is animal. By the way, you have a new notification. Do you want to hear? No, it? Alexa. That was a terrible bee fact. Wait, wait. Was the notification about was the notification about bees? <laughs> no, it was about me having a package. I think. <laughs> so are you a, are you like obsessed with bees or bugs or something? Or? No. All right. So um, the last every, every I walk to work. I walk to work now. Yeah. I got a new job. It's and two, bees, it's, attack you, bees attack you every day. No, there there is a there's bumblebees out now. As you mentioned earlier, it is the summertime or pretty close to it. Yeah. And uh, yeah. 
every day I see the same, <laughs> what appears to be the same bee hovering at the same spot by the same mailbox every single day. So last, last week I asked Alexa, um, she's listening now, so I got to rephrase. Last week I asked the question, what is the lifespan of a bumblebee? And she told me it's a year. Pennsylvania's bumble, bumble kiss or some shit like that lives for a year. Isn't that crazy? Bees can't live for a year. So apparently this is the same bee I see every day. How do they know they put tiny trackers? <laughs> I don't like know. A shark like, <laughs> I mean, I think, they, you I think you would just it? have the bee. You would just keep it in your yard. <laughs> like, oh, I I'm not, I'm, you got a different thing going on. You're, the bee's in the yard, free range, free range bee. <laughs> Mine, he tied down to a table like James Bond. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they'd live a year and like that. I don't think I don't think they got the yeah, longevity that way. Yeah, I mean, have you considered that the same bee... I mean that could be like a that could be like a drone. Somebody's watching you. It could be, but I don't do much, I mean, man. I'm just walking to work, you know. That, that's that's the ones you got to look out for. <laughs> that's really you got to look out for. But I'll tell you what I learned today. Back to bugs, because you know I know your yep. listeners love bugs. I don't know anything about your listeners, but I they're, they're that I know they love they they're love, dirty, so, they love uh, bugs. Dirty people. They love bugs. So I learned today, and I have to. So look, you can fact check this, but you can ask Alexa about this if you want. But um, I won't. No, I don't need I the facts. That. I just I'll take it. I'll take your word for it. So, so, so the cockroach. Uh, you know, here in the South, we have palmetto bugs, which mm-hmm. we classify differently as a cockroach. So apparently, there's no such thing really as a palmetto bug. It's just like another, like a a burp. bigger cockroach. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. Know, did you know? That? Yes, I did. And I in, Baltimore, in, in certain parts uh, around here, maybe in Lancaster, also in Baltimore, maybe call them water bugs. Oh, yeah. That's, is that a different thing? No, that's the same thing. So I always thought a palmetto bug, and this is good, keep this in. Uh, yeah. I a palmetto bug was like a bigger type of roach, and they fly. They fly at you, right at your head. And I don't know if you've encountered the flying ones. I'm sure they're everywhere. But yeah. here in the south, like, you, you won't like really be so much infested with like cockroaches, like you're discussing. But like one will make its way in when it gets really like Armageddon hot outside, mm-hmm. and it'll be like it'll be like ten inches long, <laughs> <laughs> not ten inches. It'll be huge, and it'll be like on the ceiling. And then when you see it, you know, oh man, I, I gotta I gotta get this guy out of here. He will fly directly at your face every time. They fly right at your face or she. Um, and uh, yeah, I didn't know that. I thought that I thought it would, there were two different things. So that, I thought that was interesting. So that's, um, still, that's, that's good. Good to know, though. Uh, so next time I'm down there, again, and somebody again, tries to tell be, me. It could be drones. Though. It could be what? I said it could be could still be drones, though. We don't know. We don't know what bugs are real. <laughs> yeah, I know. First it was but, birds. Now it might be bugs. There's so many. I think yeah. about this all the time. If I take a, a handful of dirt, I'm going to find a lot of stuff in there. A lot of living things in there. And there's a lot of handfuls yeah. of dirt in my yard. There's a lot of handfuls of dirt in my neighborhood, and there's even more handfuls of dirt in this world. And that's a lot of living things. And I don't know what. Yeah. I don't know what. Uh, I don't know what uh, all of them are. I don't know what any of them are. Think of all the. Think of when you like scoop of dirt. Scoop of dirt. <laughs> yeah. Think when you get a nice scoop of dirt, and think of how many like little fragments of, or you know, just little DNA slivers of humans there are in that. You think? There's That'd a be a couple, right? I mean, how many people have died? Way more. <laughs> Way more <laughs> this, than ever been 
In my yard? Everywhere. I don't know. I don't know about in my yard, but uh, a couple well, probably. Why the, this is why the bee is watching you, the drone bee. <laughs> That's all right. I got, nothing, I got nothing to hide if you're listening, uh, bee. <laughs> well, he's hovering every day, so he's listening. He's out there. You know, ever since ever since I did mention that on the podcast last week, I don't think I've seen him. So uh, maybe he realized I'm onto him and he's moved on. See, but, that's what it is. Or, you know what? Well, we won't get into aliens, but, you know, you, know, you never know. They could be making the beads for all I know. We shouldn't get into aliens, but we should get into werewolves. If if you were, do you think werewolves should go to a doctor or a veterinarian? Uh, I think they should have a pina colada at Trader Vicks. No, uh, <laughs> the, uh, that's Warren Zevon, right? Well, werewolf that is Warren Zevon. <laughs> werewolf in London? Yeah, yeah. His hair was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so what were you asking me? Sorry, the ADD. Um, should a werewolf go to a doctor or a veterinarian? Um, I guess it doesn't matter because either one is going to scream. I don't know. Not if he's uh, not if he's in human form, right? Oh, you mean like it's a, it's like the human version. He hasn't turned yet. It's not the full moon. I don't know. It's open. Don't it's open. To, it's it's like your. It's like uh, Anthony's lyrics. You take it however you want it, and you decide which way I, we're going with it. I thought he was. Uh, Huge hairy beast with um, rock hard abs and muscular shirt ripped so you, off. You think of sexual nope. werewolves? Well, yeah, <laughs> it's a sexual <laughs> werewolf too. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, yeah, I guess it doesn't matter which one they go to because you know, I mean, I guess if they're in human form, they should probably go to the regular doctor. But then they might discover that they are a werewolf with the blood test or something. Should there's a blood test that shows werewolf? No, I'm, um, I'm probably. But they're probably generally healthier than humans. I think uh, Atkins diet, you know, that does a lot for a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, I don't eat meat, but um, I, I'm, they run a lot, you know, and stuff like that. So they're, they're probably good. I think good. it's they're, just they're when, when there's a full moon. So probably not. Like, you know, that's just once a, once, a, once a month, right? I don't know how moons work. Yeah. Yeah, but when the once a month, here's what happens, though. When the once a month hits, you know, your resting heart rate, whatever that is. I don't know if you know the resting heart rate. You probably know what it is of bees. I don't, but I can tell you what mine is right now, but I don't. <laughs> oh, you got your, your watch on or something? What is it? Of course, man. I got it. I'm at, I'm at a 54 right now. Okay, so resting heart rate is probably somewhere around 54, 60 or something like that. Let's just guess. Uh, it's, no, hold then, on. Give me, give me credit. Give me a lot of credit. I have an outstanding resting heart rate. Normal resting heart rate is like around... What is it? It's like 70. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Oh, this, I've got a very... I've got an, ex, an exceptional resting heart rate. Okay, cool. I don't, I don't, for a guy that works out a lot, I don't know anything you're talking about right now. But uh, <laughs> so it's cardio, like, man. It's all about cardio. Heart, yeah. So let's say resting heart rate seventy, uh, and then you go to the gym or whatever. You can get it up to you know one thirty, one forty, if you're really going for it. Maybe more than that. I don't really know. I don't pay attention to the elliptical. Um, but when you're a werewolf, you are so keyed up. It's like a thousand. Yeah. So you're burning yeah. like ten times the calories. So, so that's what it is. Even if it's once a, once a month, you're good. That's probably. I mean, that's there's some science to that. I don't think that's entirely wrong. I I, I think I'll I think I'll concede on that one. I think you're right. Um, Excellent. But yeah, I don't I don't know. Right. Well, speaking of hygiene, um, how often would you say you wash your legs? You say wash my legs? Yeah. Uh, I guess every time I shower. Do you though? 
Do you, I mean, not really. Can you confidently say you wash your legs every time you shower? Well, what, well, what constitutes a wash? Oh, a scrub. Soap and a scrub. Mm. See, here's the problem right now. My wife, my beautiful wife, I love very much. I'm married now. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't have, we don't have a loofah. For some reason, she doesn't want to have like a loofah or anything. So you never so wash like, your legs. Well, no, I, hold on, I'm getting there. So <laughs> there's no sudsy making, you know what I mean? There's no wash. Like, it's just like, I don't know how you do it, but she, it's just like straight up body wash or whatever it is. You know, the Dr. Bronner's with, you know, the whole spaceman's Bible printed on it. Yeah. But, um, it's got, yeah, there's no loofah or anything. So I just kind of put it in my hands and get it going. But if I can suds it up, then I can do legs better. But yeah, the legs are, they're kind of an afterthought. Because how dirty, just, well, I guess they're, I'm wearing pants most of the time, so that's that dirty. Alright, so you don't wash right? your legs. Uh, uh, I, I, I graze them with remnants of the body wash from the rest of my body. So the runoff, it's a, it's an afterthought. It's just the runoff. It's a runoff wash. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> all right, that's that's it. Thanks for the interview. Now we know all these things. Um, no, I'm kidding. Um, oh, uh, that's right. this is this is what exactly what I wanted it to be. It's everything <laughs> I wanted it to be and more. Uh, back to rap poison here for a moment because I noticed that you've self released everything that you, or at least I think you've self released everything that you come out with. But I don't know. Did you do physical releases of anything, or has it all been digital? Uh, we did do some tapes uh, with delayed gratification from Ohio, uh, that, but that's about it for the Rat the Poison the Two song. But other than yeah. that, it's all been self released, uh, and that is because no one loves us and. Uh, honestly, it's kind of one of those things again, kind of like the EP. Like I don't, I don't exactly know what the point of labels is anymore for certain bands. I guess it's only for promotion. Like physical releases would be nice. I know vinyl is like a shit show right now to get because of whatever reason yeah. um, to get made anyway. But um, it'd be nice to have some just to have it because certain people still like merch. But like honestly, it'd be nice to have a label just for them to like promote us and like put us out there <laughs> right, here's right. the release out. and maybe they have like something they can sell just physical to make it make it official but yeah it's kind of weird labels i feel like they're in a kind of a weird position but somehow they're staying afloat i hope they're i hope they're doing well but um yeah for you know i, I don't know we don't i don't think we tour enough for some labels to want to put it out hopefully that changes in the near future hopefully we do a little bit a little bit of something it won't be insane you know get out there show what we're about show well, you just look. you just had what i imagine was a pretty big show down there uh that hopes fall stretch armstrong advent you guys is that the whole lineup did i get it all right there uh yeah and your spirit dies also and your spirit dies Columbia. so you just so that was all pretty local stuff right uh yeah yeah you had the advent dudes representing the northern the northern <laughs> the northern South Carolina, that makes sense. The northern Carolina, and then Hope's Fall, too. Um, but yeah, it was it was a good show. I'm glad that the stretch dudes asked us to play that, because they, they did a favor that they didn't have to do, for sure. And uh, yeah, I'm pretty stoked about it still, so... Well, so so that was the that was a pretty big one. I mean, big enough that I knew about it up here. Like, why the fuck would I know about a single show in... Uh, in South Carolina, but I did. It was uh, well promoted for 
<laughs> for someone who's many states away. Um, but what, what, what type of future plans are there, if any, for rat poison at this point? Uh, right now, uh, we're just trying to get some shows, uh, anywhere we can. I would like to do like a little run of like a weekend or two at least, uh, just to play some places we don't always play. I'd like to ideally for rap poison, I'd like it to where we could do a few weekends, maybe a little bit more here and there or something. Uh, and jump on some fests and stuff like that. Just kind of have fun and do our thing, you know, unless we gain a whole ton of traction and we can do more, which would be great. But, you know, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm 38 now, so I can't hold my breath on uh, becoming <laughs> the new turnstile or the new uh, whoever. Yeah, that's, um, that's a, you, you can lower that goal a little bit. Yeah, the new, uh, it's like a mid sized hardcore band, Madball. You just go just aim for Madball, you know. Hey, you know what? <laughs> like, I, if I Madball level, I'd be I'm set. I'd be good to go. But yeah, yeah. Um, I think you can live off of that. I, I would I would figure it out. I, I would you know, I would live off of a very menial, tiny amount of money to play music. Trust me, because it's better than doing anything else. I can guarantee you that. <laughs> but um, yeah, we're just trying to just play wherever we can. Uh, play around a little bit more, sprinkle it around North Carolina and Georgia, Atlanta, you know, wherever we can. Like I said, some fest would be nice and get out as far as we can and do whatever we can do. And I, I would like to release another EP before the end of the year, honestly. Um, but yeah, we're going to see what we can do and, you know, I'll, I'll keep promoting this thing the best I can. But, um, that's all it is. It's all about shows. Gotta play shows. Gotta get in front of kids. Uh, they don't, they don't care about my promo videos. I gotta get and play a set in front of them. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's I guess that's necessary these days. I mean, I guess it always was, but uh, it's uh, there's some reluctance. Maybe I mean, there's reluctance for me to even go to the shows these days. But uh, I can't imagine. Yeah, I mean, I imagine you want to play yeah. them, right? But yeah, yeah, I do want to play them. But I, you know, I get what you're saying. There's some reluctance to go because, like, you probably work all day. And then you're like, uh, yeah, wife and kids, this you know. <laughs> yeah. depending on how far it is away is a whole other thing. And then the late aspect, I gotta get up at six and go lift weights. <laughs> exactly. Is that we're living the you same life? This, this. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, there's all kinds of things, but yeah, I mean, certain shows, I'm definitely still going to make it out to them. And, uh, you know, most of the hardcore shows that come around, I try to at least go hang for a little while. Um, but I'm just glad there's like young kids still doing the thing and doing their own thing that I don't even really, uh, I don't love a lot of newer bands. There's a bunch of new stuff I do like, but um, I'm glad they're still out there doing it regardless of whether or not I like it. I'm not, the, I'm not their approval person. They should take me not caring about it as a sign that things are going good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Isn't it funny to, to like know that we're probably the out of touch ones and uh, the, if we don't like it, that's probably a good sign for an up and comer. Yeah, it is, it, is, it is a good sign. It is a good sign. It's weird to be like the one guy. Cause, like I said, I'm like I'm, I'm 38 now, so I go to shows and then I remember being 18, 19, even or even maybe even younger than that. You know, whatever age range. And then like the 38 year old guy, I remember those guys. Oh God, yeah. And, Can you imagine? I thought some of them were. I thought some of them were cool, but I was also like, cool. Man, you know, here's this. Older guy hanging around. He's a, he doesn't fit in. I'm like, is that me? No, what am I <laughs> Pretty young. Gotta stay young. That's the whole thing. You gotta stay young. 
That's what seven seconds told us, right? Um, but yeah. Oh, well, here's a fun fact. Fun fact yes. for you. Thank you for bringing up seven seconds. I just want to get this out of the world. Many years ago, uh, a little band called Twenty Five to Life was playing. Well, they always play Young Till I Die. Yeah, yeah, they played Young Till I Die, and for some reason they're get you know they had like scab lineups all the time, just oh, random yeah, yeah. members. Yeah, and uh, they're playing up here in Columbia, and for some, they're, they're playing the song they always play, Young Till I Die, and the guitar player for whatever reason did not know the song. <laughs> and Rick just joined like, the band. <laughs> yeah, Rick Till I said, "Anybody know Young Till I Die? Why? What?" He asked the crowd if anybody knew how to play it on guitar, and me, for some reason, I raised my hand. And then he's like, get over here. And I played Junk Till I Die. I was in 25 to Life for one song. <laughs> you know what's funny is that every, that's, that's awesome. And like, that just goes, uh, you, you now fit in with nearly every person that I've ever known. There you go. There you go. <laughs> So there you have it. That was my conversation with Paul. And the song you just heard was Bad Deeds, which I originally read as Bad Dads, which would be better, but whatever. They've already named it. It's already on the record. So Bad Deeds from Man and Blade by South Carolina's Rat Poison. Why do I feel the need to keep mentioning South Carolina? I don't know, man. You know, that's the first place I ever flew in a plane, South Carolina. Yeah, I took a plane from Pennsylvania to South Carolina. Seems unnecessary, and it probably was, but that's the, uh, that's the, that was my first flight. Ridiculous. To Myrtle Beach. I, I flew in a plane from Harrisburg to Myrtle Beach. That's like an eight-hour drive, maybe a little more, and uh, 
that's drivable, right? But I was with three of my friends. We just graduated high school and our parents were smart. They didn't want us drinking and driving. So they're like, here you go, graduation present. We'll fly in a plane. And then when we got down there, we were like, we can't get around anywhere. Let's take this trolley looking contraption. It's probably just a bus. But in my mind, it looked like a trolley disguised as a bus or vice versa. And, uh, and that's all I really remember from that vacation. Drinking Ice House and Budweiser and wearing a salt and pepper t-shirt. Sounds like I remember a lot more. Probably smoking massive amounts of cigarettes. Because that was really cool when you were 18 in 2000, whatever year that was. Three, maybe? Anyway, that's going to be it for the podcast. You can go to gettingitout.net and check out what we got going on there. Or you can go to at getting underscore it underscore out underscore podcast on Instagram and keep up to date with all things such as getting it in the mail videos, which I just recorded another one minutes ago. Doing these faster and faster because people keep sending me stuff and I absolutely love it. I love it. It is the best thing about doing this podcast so far. I should have been doing these videos literally years ago. I could have so much free things. That would be great. I could share them with all of you. But instead, I'm going to hoard them all to myself. I'm going to end this one with a track from former Getting It Out podcast guest Terminal Nation. They have a new split out with Cruelty on 20 bucks spin. You can order that right now or you can stream it anywhere. Check it out.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.